Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's Word and His presence to change your life. All right, open your Bible to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be reading verses 6 through 8. And it says this, Do not be anxious about anything. Say anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Last week, we began a series centered around the topic of worry, of worry and anxiousness, anxious thoughts, fear, Um, just by a show of hands so we can all relate to one another. If you've ever worried ever before in your whole life, raise your hand. Okay, 100% raise your hand. Okay. If you've already worried about something before you got to church today, raise your hand. Go ahead. Everybody raise your hand, right? This, This really is something that we all deal with, isn't it? Worry. We don't really like using the word fear because it sounds more serious, but fear, anxious thoughts, anxiety in our life. You know, this seems to be true. We, we don't have to go out. We don't have to wake up every day and go, go and pick a fight with worry. Worry's already fighting. It seems as if worry and anxiety is already on the battlefield of our mind, trying to take ground, trying to take things from us. This is, this is kind of, this isn't just a part of uh, just someone's normal life. This is a part of the believer's life. We kind of deal with this thing called worry. And really what we centered on last week, and I kind of want to preach around it for just a moment this morning, and it's, and it's this idea. We are way too nice to our anxious thoughts. As believers, we are way too nice to our anxious thoughts. God actually wants us to be violent with our anxious thoughts. He wants us to, 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 to get on them. To not treat them kindly. Because you know what your anxious thoughts actually are? They're intruders. They're robbers. They're coming into a place they don't belong, trying to take something that doesn't belong to them. Trying to steal something from you. Trying to take away your joy. Trying to steal your faith. Trying to rob you of your trust. In God. Oh, and they have this, this little thing. They come in and they steal a bunch of that, those anxious thoughts, steal a bunch of stuff. And here, but they leave one thing for you in the house. They leave a big old pile of doubt. They'd love to rob you of the faith and instill you with the fear. You know what else worry and anxious thoughts do? They come in and they steal our peace. This is why Jesus said, When you do certain things, not to be anxious in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I want you to think about this today. If you were to go home from church 
get home from church today and find someone in your house robbing you, how would you treat them? What's the first thing that comes to your mind about what you would do? Don't say it out loud. (laughs) I, I can guarantee you this, you wouldn't be nice. You wouldn't be like, this would not be your response. Well, I'll just let them get what they came for and then I'll call the police. No, no, no. You would would treat it with the proper attitude. And what I'm trying to get, get across to you today is that that's the kind of attitude you should have towards the worry in your life. That's the kind of attitude you should have towards the anxious thoughts that roll through your mind over and over again. 2 Corinthians 10 talks about, it says, God has given us mighty weapons. Mighty weapons. What did he give you the mighty weapons for? To pull down strongholds. Scripture says to destroy false arguments. You know that's all that worry and anxious thoughts are? They're false arguments. They're arguments you're having, they're thoughts you're having in your head that aren't true. In fact, they're so ridiculous, you'd be embarrassed to say them out loud. Think about some of the things you worry about. Think about some of the things that you think might happen to your kids. Some of the things that you you think might happen to you. If you were to actually put words to those things, you would, you would realize kind of how ridiculous those are, right? And am, I, am I preaching to anybody in here today? Is this just me or, okay, y'all like me? <clears throat> you see, Scripture says to destroy them. It says to take those thoughts captive. Say captive. I want to ask you this. In that Scripture, is there anything nice and pretty about that Scripture? Pull down destroy, take captive. You know what kind of talk that is? It's war talk. It's battle talk. Because that's exactly what worry is. Worry is a war. And I I just got to let you in on something today. You know, we actually don't get to choose if there's a fight or not. There is a fight. Whether you want it to be there or not, there is that fight. You do have this choice, though. You have the choice to fight or not. You don't get to choose if there's a fight, but you do get to choose if you fight. And what I want us to understand is that worry will take ground in our soul if we don't. If we don't understand the weapons that we have, if we don't understand the fight that's actually going on, if we don't get on the offense, come on. Offense is way better than defense. You know, it's football season. You know what's fun to watch? Offense. You know what's not fun to watch? Defense. Guess what I played? Offense, duh. (laughs) We need to get on the offense with, with this thing. See, if we don't, it'll take ground. But I've got really, really good news for you today. And this is the truth. When you know who you are and you know the power that you possess, Worry doesn't stand a flipping chance against you. Worry doesn't win. Fear doesn't get to win in the believer's life. I know in your head you may think, I'll never defeat this worry. I'll never defeat this anxiety. It's something that I got to learn to live with. All the junior hires are out of here. Kids, they're still kids. All right, bull honky. That's a lie. 
It's a lie. You don't have to live with worry. You don't have to live with anxiety. How do I know? Because Jesus said, don't be anxious. He would never tell us to do something that we aren't, we aren't equipped to do. We can act, think about this. We actually have the ability to live a worry-free life. <clears throat> so today I want to kind of jump into some new stuff. We'll see how, how far we get um, yeah, so today I want to title the message, Worry Weapons, Worry Weapons. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you. <clears throat> thank you that we don't have to live an anxious life, a life full of worry or a life full of fear. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would open up wisdom and open up doors of wisdom and understanding that you began even right now to reveal ourselves to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and I just thank you for what you want to do today in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen. Let's jump right back into Philippians chapter 4 this morning, verses 6 through 8. Let's read it again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, this scripture actually was one of, it's actually the first scripture I can remember memorizing. This was one of the first scriptures I ever wrote down on a piece of paper and stuck to my wall in my room and kept in my truck. Because the truth is, as a young kid, guess what I struggled with? I struggled with a lot of anxiety. I can just think back when I was just a, a little boy from a really, really young age. I just struggled with anxiousness, worry, and fear. And I would get anxious about all kinds of stuff. Number one, I was a perfectionist, which always leads to worry. <laughs> Anybody remember being in uh, first or second grade and you had those big chief tablets and you worked on your letters and you, the letter was already drawn out and then you had to trace it? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Had a little dotted line in the middle. <clears throat> I, would, I would trace it and then I would write my letters beside it so hard and erase it so many times I would tear through the paper multiple times. It was like I had to have it perfect. That top of the line, that little loop could not go over that top line. And it better come all the way down to the bottom line. Anybody else like me? You need prayer after service? Okay, good. Ask for someone else because I'm still not over it. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> but I was this perfectionist. And I worried. I worried about school. I worried how I would do in school, what my teachers thought man, I really dealt with a lot of anxiousness and anxiety when it came to sports. Well, there'd be a game coming up and you did not want to be around me the day before or the day of. I was a nervous wreck. I, I, it was just something that was in my life until I got a hold of this scripture. My youth pastor began to teach us the value of just memorizing scripture. And I didn't know even a tenth of what I know now. But something happened when I began to read this and I began to memorize, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I began to say it and memorize it and read it and read it. And uh, at a, at a really young age, probably 12 or 13, here's what happened in my life. God broke the stronghold of fear and anxiety off of my life. 
How did it happen? Simply by reading and declaring scripture. This, this passage set me completely free. This was something that existed in my family. See, I'm not talking to you about something that I haven't been through and that I haven't dealt with. See, the Lord has brought me back to these moments and he, he, he actually pointed out this fact. He, he pointed out and showed me that I had a stronghold in my life. As a young kid, here was my stronghold. I had a fear of being rejected. I did not want to be rejected. I had, a, I had worry and fear surrounded any area that I, that I needed to perform well in. Is it all right if we just dig on in there and get real deep this morning? Can we do this? All right, I'm going to anyway. I don't know why I ever ask, but this is what we're doing. This is my backhoe, by the way, if you're wondering what this is. It's kind of a feminine one. I should probably stop doing it, but we're just going to dig on in there. Had a fear of rejection. And you know what that fear of rejection actually produced? It produced worry. It produced anxiousness. See, I want to give you some tools and I want to give you some weapons on how to deal with worry. But first, I think it's important that we understand where worry comes from. So you know where to take your weapons. So you know how to, take the, how to actually engage in battle. And I don't believe this is an extensive list, but I believe this is the one, what the Lord has shown me. There's two places that worry comes from. Number one, worry comes from a stronghold. And number two, it comes from current situations and circumstances. Today, I think I'm only going to have enough time to get into the first one. But I want to address a stronghold today. Many of you probably especially in this area, there's some sort of stronghold that is actually leading to your worry. You say, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is something that has a strong hold on you. In fact, a good definition for a stronghold is, is simply this. It's a wrong pattern of thinking. A stronghold is a wrong pattern of thinking. Here's what a stronghold is not. A stronghold is not a demon. It's not a spirit. Some of you are like, well, thank goodness, because I didn't really want to talk about demons today. Well, I don't either, okay? <clears throat> but we can, we, it, it's important that we know what we're dealing with. The worry, I'm actually going to share this, because I, I don't even know where I stand all the way, but I got to thinking this week, you know what, I, uh, I know that, that a stronghold is not a demon, but here's what Christians, here's what we say. We say things like, the enemy made me think. The enemy gave me this thought. And I actually got to thinking, I can't find a scripture in the Bible that actually talks about the enemy being able to give you a thought. The enemy doesn't have access to your mind. Indirectly, he can influence you, though. There can be, he, he can make you aware, move things around where you, you see something happen, you hear about something happen, and through that event, all of a sudden, your mind goes places that it shouldn't go. Is this making sense? So what I'm discovering, what I'm discovering is this. A lot of times, the anxious thoughts we have are our thoughts. They're just our thoughts. And they're coming from somewhere. 
And guess where they're coming from? They're coming from a stronghold. They're coming from a place where you have a wrong pattern of thinking. Let me make it more clear. They're actually coming from a place where for some reason you began to believe a lie. You know, the anatomy of a stronghold is this. We go through an event, and when we go through a certain event, we believe a lie. And then because we believe a lie, we start to, we start to uh, find ways to, to help cope and do different things. And I'm not going to get all the way into that. I want to focus on these first two. Sometimes something happens to us or something happens to around us. And because of that event, we begin to form patterns of thinking that shape who, who God is. We don't let the word do it. We let our experience do it. Let me give you an example, and this will make more sense. <clears throat> Let's say you hear a story about something happening to someone's kids. doesn't happen to you, but it happens to someone else's kid. And your thought is, Here, here's the enemy. Here it goes. Here's what you do. Well, if it happened to them, it'll happen to me. They happen to them, it could happen to me. Maybe God doesn't protect us all the time. Maybe he chooses when his protection is there and when it's not. Here's one that we, here's, here's, a, religious, here's a religious thought, you ready? I better make sure and stay up on my prayers because if I don't pray as much as I should, then he won't protect me. And guess what? We just got into a wrong pattern of thinking. We've just believed a lie. Here's the lie, that his protection depends on, on my performance. Eh, wrong answer, lie. And we believe a lie, and guess what, guess, what, guess what the fruit of that lie is? You worry about your kids. See where this worry is coming from? It's this stronghold. And I want to help you today. If there's, if there's an area of your life where you constantly worry and consistently worry about the same thing over and over and over again, I, I just want to help you right here that there's probably a stronghold in that area. It's probably a stronghold. Guess what? Strongholds, can be beaten and overcome very easily. You know how you beat a stronghold? Two things. You repent. You say, God, forgive me for believing that lie. And then you replace the lie with the truth. You know, I think, I think um, when you start digging into the soul like we're doing this morning, we start talking this way. For some reason, church... We, as believers, we tend to get super heavy and serious about this stuff. I can even feel it in the room right now. It just starts to get heavy. Well, well, crap, Keith, you know, I've got to dig around, and I don't know, I wonder what I'm going to find in there, you know? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't really feel like I'm finding anything right now, but maybe I should make something up so I feel better, feel worse, but feel better that I actually have something. And it just gets weird, Y'all know what I'm talking about? Don't be weird. Let's not be weird. Can we not be a weird church? Don't want to be a weird church. No weirdness, okay? Sometimes it is heavy. I get that. But it's just a wrong pattern of thinking. Just replace it with truth. 
It's not too heavy. It's not too big for you. It's not, it's not something that you can't overcome. It's not something that you have to squint real, real hard and frown to get rid of. All you do is recognize it. Dad gumming, I'm believing a lie. I know better than that. And as a son and a daughter, you don't stay in shame and condemnation, which, by the way, is a negative cycle that keeps you in the lie. No, no, no shame, no condemnation. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing that. I repent and I replace it with a, with a truth. See, um, just recently the Lord began to show me, uh, um, I, this is one of the areas of my life, and I'm just going to be vulnerable with you this morning. This is an area of my life where I've really just been unhappy with the way that I've acted. I'm just like, I just have not liked how I've responded. It's in the area of, of my kids. And, and sometimes they drive me absolutely nuts. They drive me crazy, like for real, for real. <laughs> and I've, I've found myself in, in certain times where I'm just, I'm just not, um, if this is the right way to say it, I'm like overly impatient. I'm just like on edge. And, I, and I'm sitting around like trying to enjoy a good football game or watch some golf. And all I hear is just noise loud noises and they're running through the house and they're, they're, they're loud and they're, they're running outside. And every time they run outside, they slam the door and I cannot stand when the door slams. It is, <laughs> I got an amen out of that. It, it annoys me so much. I'm just like, I'm about to rip every door out of my house. I don't care. Speaking of robbers, they can all come in as long as I don't have to hear another slam door. And I saw, you can ask Brayden and Leanna, we were, we were talking about this on the way back. I just started putting rules in place in the home. No running in the house. Keep the decibel level under 15. And if you slam a door, I'm coming for you. I always just get so aggravated and I would snap at my kids. I would uh, just do, just, I just did not, I would go, go into bed feeling guilty as a parent. The Holy Spirit began to show me what was really going on, though. Is it annoying when doors slam? Yeah. Do I believe kids should just run through the house being loud? Actually, I don't. I don't think that's the way you should behave in a house. So, side note, those rules still apply in my home. <clears throat> However, what I was feeling in my soul, the Lord actually began to show the root of what it was. And what it actually was was fear. I was actually afraid for my kids. I was scared that if they ran through the house, they were gonna trip and fall and hit their head on that one little corner that they don't need to hit. And then we're going to the hospital or now I have a little girl and you can't have anything happen to a little girl's face because they gotta be pretty their whole life. And like, you, see, I'm just being real. We have some weird thoughts. And I found the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, the reason you're so uptight is because you're actually scared. You're actually scared that when they run out into the backyard, they're gonna run out the gate and you won't know about it. And then who knows what will happen then. Can I just be real with you? And that anxiety, that fear, that stronghold, actually, guess what it was producing? It was producing an impatient dad. The surface level was doors and screaming. It was actually more than that. 
You see, worry, fear, anxiety, a lot of times it's coming from a stronghold. So this morning, I'm actually just going to save some of the other material I have for next week. But I actually wanted to take a moment this morning and let God, let's just let God kind of do some work in us. Let's let, let's let the Holy Spirit reveal kind of some of the areas in our own lives. You know, a good, a good place to start looking is when, when things just aren't adding up in a certain area. Like, like, like for me, when I'm just I'm like, this is just not right. I'm just acting so impatient. And you see, you can tell there's just an extreme emotion or an extreme thing that you're doing. Maybe it's super obvious for you. You know exactly where your fear is. You know exactly what you're anxious about. You know exactly the thing that eats your sack lunch every day. You know it. Let's dig a little deeper this morning. And let's ask God, where is that coming from? What lie have I maybe attached to? What wrong pattern of thinking am I having? Because let's just do first things first today. Let's get rid of some of the things that plague us day in and day out. Because you know what my desire is for our church, for you, for your life? that you actually live a worry-free life. Did you know that's actually possible in him? That you are not riddled with anxiety. Do you know how, you know this is a real thing, right? You know that, that, that anxiety is, schools and kids are dealing with it at a level that they've never dealt with it before. They're anxious about all kinds of junk. This is not something that, oh, a couple of us deal with. This is, this is for real. And yet, we don't have to live with it if we don't want to. We don't have to put up with it. Can I say it that way? Let's stop putting up with it. Let's get over into some right thinking. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.